0: Welcome to Bite-Sized, Episode 5. I know it's been a little while since I recorded the last episode. It's been a couple of weeks. I was actually quite sick uh, the beginning of last week, I believe it was. Uh, Loose track of time, yes, it was the beginning of last week. And I'm just now getting back to the point where I feel human again. And I feel like I can talk, and hopefully I won't cough and sniffle throughout this uh, episode. And I promise you I won't infect you with my noxious germs j- just by you watching the video. I don't, don't believe germs can be transferred that way. This week, I wanted to take a look at The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. This is, of course, following up on the uh, film from last year, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Uh, So this is the second installment in what is now going to be a trilogy. And... uh, You know, I I did have some issues with that first film in The Hobbit series. It took uh, quite a while to get going. Uh, I believe it was 47 minutes before uh, Bilbo set foot on the road on his Unexpected Journey, and that's just crazy. I mean, there was just so much pacing issues with that first film, and what's with splitting one book into three films? But those issues aside, I wanted to take a look and judge this film on its own merits. Is this film uh, worth seeing? Uh, Is it a good film? And so I, w- I set aside the first movie, and I went to the theater, and I watched this film, and I'm ready to share my thoughts with you, so let's dive in. The good news is that I enjoyed this film far more than the first one, uh, though I wasn't quite willing to give it 4 stars out of 5 stars. I gave the last film 3.5 out of 5, and I'm still giving this one 3.5 out of 5, but I did enjoy it more. I wish there was some sort of middle ground. 375 I think one of the things you kind of have to come to grips with when dealing with Peter Jackson's vision of The Hobbit is that he's doing the ultimate fan fiction. He's not really doing The Hobbit, he's doing a prequel to his own film series, The Lord of the Rings. And when you look at it like that, it does work slightly better. As was the case with the first film, I continue to be very impressed with Martin Freeman as Bilbo. I know that some of you might consider this sacrilegious to say, but I enjoy Martin Freeman as Bilbo more than I do Ian Holmes. And Ian Holmes was fine as Bilbo, but I don't think he could have lived up to the action that we're seeing from Bilbo here in The Hobbit. Martin does a tremendous job of capturing nuance as Bilbo, becoming infatuated with the ring. The detail is one of the additions to the story that I'm quite okay with. I know Tolkien hadn't fleshed out the ring stuff with the Hobbit, and uh, that didn't take shape until The Lord of the Rings, but making the Hobbit now, it would feel out of place if there wasn't something going on with the ring. And Martin Freeman captures that quite well, just that little nuance. Uh, On the other hand, uh, our other lead, uh, Richard Armitage as Thorin, he continues to be, well, not Aragorn. I can't really decide if I like him or not as a character, and uh, you know he can be good fun at times, but and, and charming sometimes. But mostly he's arrogant, pompous, and foul-tempered, and I really don't know how I how I feel about him. Of course, Pretty Boy is back. I'm referring, of course, to Legolas. Um, I found him to be uh, utterly pointless in this film. Not to mention, every one of his battle scenes feels entirely fake and weightless. I, I get it. He that's the way he fights, and that's the way it was in the Lord of the Rings too. But somehow it felt more real and more gritty in The Lord of the Rings. Uh, and if you if you, if if Legolas looks older, well, that's probably because Orlando Bloom is not a spring chicken anymore. As for Tauriel, I I get the desire to add a little bit of female characterization to the film, but I also think that her uh, addition was completely superfluous. There is a bright side, though. Uh, one of the things that Peter Jackson does really well is captures the he he captures beauty on film really well, and Middle Earth really shines in this film. Uh, There's a particularly breathtaking shot where Bilbo emerges from the tops of the trees in Mirkwood Forest, and we get the sweeping camera view of the forest. There's another shot where we get a good look at the Lonely Mountain, and uh, my point is that Peter Jackson knows how to impress with beauty. Like the last Hobbit film, I found the CGI work to be somewhat of a mixed bag, although overall I feel like it was better. Uh, For instance, though, it still felt to me as though Azog was uh, very poorly rendered. I, I don't know what's up with that. On the other hand, we've got Smaug as the dragon. I felt like they really had found a dragon to film, it was quite amazing, very well done. And and so obviously that's a good thing since this film is about a dragon. So all in all, I would say that I enjoyed the film despite the fact that it was just too darn long. In fact, I would have been quite happy if the entire trilogy had been the length of this one film. But despite that, I enjoyed the film, it was a very good film, enjoyed it a lot, uh, just you know, couldn't help myself, a lot of good fun, especially with that dragon. Uh, Definitely better than the first film, even if I rate it 3.5 out of 5, just like the previous film. Uh, But I do recommend seeing it in the theater. Uh, This film, of all films, is certainly worth seeing in the theater. It takes good advantage of of the theatricality. And, uh, you know, even though Middle Earth is starting to feel a little bit worn out, uh, it's still a good film for you to see. Well, that's all I've got for you this week. Now that I'm feeling better, hopefully I'll get caught up on a couple of uh, film reviews and videos for you. But Christmas being just around the corner, I probably won't get any more out before Christmas. But I'll see what I can do between Christmas and New Year's. I can't promise anything, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Well, if you'd like to keep up with this podcast, uh, we're on YouTube at youtube.com/slash moviebytevideo. Uh, you can subscribe to these videos uh, and 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 stuff there. You can also subscribe to this uh, podcast as a podcast at moviebyte.com/slash bite-sized. You can follow Movie Byte on Twitter to keep up to date at twitter.com slash moviebyte. And of course, you can visit moviebyte.com to keep up with all things Movie Byte. That's all for this week. Be sure to keep your eyes open for more episodes. I'll be back with more soon. And uh, thanks for watching, and I'll be back at you later.